Hi, I'm Chris McBrien. And I'm Derek Myers. Here at Pop Goes Your World, we've received a lot of great feedback on how much people enjoy the trivia segments that we do at the end of every episode. So we've decided to go back and put together compilations of the Fun With Yancey and Fun With Caveman segments we've done over the years as a set of bonus episodes. We hope you enjoy the fun. Episode 31, Reality TV. Fun With Yancey. So here we go. Every week I ask some questions of Yancey and we try and put them on the spot. I like to mess with the millennial. But uh, Justin, if you like, what I'll do is you and Yancey can team up this week. How's that? That, that sounds fair. You guys Our are by, combined. By, out, of, out of curiosity, Justin, because I don't think I know this. What year were you born? I was born in 1984. So okay, just a so, few so, old years older than Yancey. But I feel yeah, like I'm stuck between close. generations. Yeah, you to guys be fair, are though, To be fair, though, you look a lot older than I do. Thank you. Thank you. I do. <laughs> <laughs> he means that in the nicest way. Yeah. yeah that's said with right there. Um, okay. So you guys are going to be a team. Okay. Here we go. Dancing with the stars, guys. And one of the funny things about Dancing with the Stars is that the show features neither dancing nor stars. So, uh, but regardless, uh, <laughs> every year uh, a quote unquote star wins the can- the competition, right? So the show premiered back in the summer of 2005. Gentlemen, can you tell me the winner? of the very first season of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, the very first. Uh... I hope you got something, Justin, because I have no idea. You know, my, my mother-in-law watched this show, and my and my wife watched it when it was first on. I'm going to say Jerry Rice, even though I know he, he won a different season. No, it's Kelly Monaco. Mm. I have that? no idea. I have no idea. She was, I think she wasn't she like Playboy or something or soap operas or something. I don't know. Again, Dancing with the Stars. No stars. <laughs> okay, so there we go. Okay, so Ozzy, on his eponymous show, The Osbournes, who visited the family on the final episode of the show? Oh, I, I have no idea. Can't see no. He's right from your generation, uh, like a talk show guy that would come and Dr. make them Phil. all. Dr. Phil. There you go. There you go. I what? That was totally a guess, but yes. Okay, so this was widely considered to be one of the worst reality TV shows of all time. And this show, it only ran in 2004. And it featured women that they would bring into the show and they would transform the women through plastic surgery. Gentlemen, can you name the show? Um, it was... Extreme Makeover? No. It was, um, no, it, oh my gosh. Uh, one of the women actually from the show just died, so that's the only reason I can kind of remember this. Oh, uh, this got dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God, it was, it was, it was, was it the swan? Oh, you got it! Congratulations. Yes, it was. Justin, wow. Look at that recall. That's amazing. Yeah. The, I guess the idea they take an ugly ducking and make her in a swan. It was an absolutely horrible. atrocious horrible. premise. God, I hate that show. Okay. All right. So the entrepreneurial show, Shark Tank. You guys know that. It's an American TV show, right? It, it allows mm-hmm. entrepreneurs the opportunity to come on. They do the pitch in front of a panel of sharks, right? And then they try to secure investment in their startup business ideas. Now, as far as I'm concerned, that's that's about as American as you can get, you know, in terms of a show, right? But actually, Word. the show is a spinoff of a Canadian show, believe it or not. Justin, Yancey, can you name the Canadian TV show that spawned Shark Tank? You know, I have hmm. no idea, so I'm going to think that I'm, I'm going to make a wild guess here and say that instead of Shark Tank, it is Moose Tank. <laughs> Very good. No close. It's called Dragon's Den. Yeah. No, and actually, 
And actually, I think the Canadian show is even based on a Japanese show. So, I mean, everyone just steals this idea. But Kevin O'Leary and Robert Herjavec are both Canadian. And they're both on Dragon's Den before they were on – before they were sharks. Yeah, so. o- O'Leary's running for prime minister, isn't he? Uh, he's running for leadership of the oh. uh, the Progressive Conservative Party. But Guys, we'll just that. Um, true story. I've actually met Kevin O'Leary in person. And he oh, was sorry. Very sorry. mean. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, see, I, I apologize on behalf of all Canadians for that. Um, okay, our last one. Justin, you mentioned you do a fantasy show on Survivor. Okay, I and did. it was the number one show on your list. So this, you're going to nail this one, okay? I should. Back, back in the summer of 2000. Oh, we go back in time. Remember that Survivor debuted, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, we mentioned the show is about surviving elimination every week. You make it to the very end so that you can win a prize of $1 million. And the very first winner ever was Richard Hatch. Hatch. Not, and I should point out to the Gen Xers out there, this is not the Richard Hatch from Battlestar Galactica of the 70s, <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, so th- this Richard Hatch won the million dollars, but unfortunately he, he found himself, he wound up in jail. Gentlemen, can you tell me? What crime did Richard Hatch commit in order to land in jail? Child abuse. No, I know the answer, but I want to see if Yancey does. No. I thought he got in trouble as another plane flies over my head. What? It's it's like first, 10 o'clock all, at night. Yancey, Yancey, whereabouts do you live? Don't you live in like Fort Myers? There's no airports in, in Fort Myers. Myers. It's like you live two in- airports in Fort Myers. Okay. Good. You're the one who lives in the middle of the freaking tundra. Okay. I live in like established American city. <laughs> we, we, yes, we have big enough to have- I'm going to hold on. I got to get a. I'm, I'm chewing on some pemmican as we speak. So anyway, guys, <laughs> what did Richard Hatch do to wind up in jail? Do you know? It, it was, I'm, it was not, I'm not saying this to be stupid. Sorry to cut you off, Justin. But I remember he got in trouble because like his he came back from the show and his son gained like a ton of weight. I guess his, his son had weight problems and he was like mashing his head and making him do pushes. And didn't he get in trouble for that? Yeah, so his son gained weight. So he went to jail. That's is that a crime in America? I tell you, you guys are screwed. Uh, Justin, you want to help me out? Yeah, he uh, he did not pay taxes on his million dollars, and he was uh, he was sentenced to a year in prison for tax evasion. He pulled a Wesley so, Snipes. <laughs> so the guy wins a million dollars on the number one show in America and decides, I'm not going to claim it on my taxes. Who would possibly know that I want this? What a stupid freaking idiot that guy is. He deserves to go to jail. I tell Episode 32, Binge-Worthy TV Shows. Fun with Yancey. Okay, so here we go. I got some questions for you on binge-worthy shows. Are you up for the task tonight? Hell yes. Okay, so with the average cost of production of $6 million per episode, this binge-worthy show is the most expensive TV show produced since Friends. Yancey, very easy question. What is it? Chris, I honestly have no idea. You have to give me some sort of hint. It's Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, Game of Thrones. God damn it. (laughs) Okay, well, now, speaking of Game of Thrones, Jon Snow... Obviously played by Kit Harrington, right? Um, when they were casting the show, obviously he got the part. But uh, Yancey, another actor, was almost cast as Jon Snow. But instead, they gave him another role to play on the show. So it's just a total stab in the dark here for you. But any chance you could think of or name the actor that was the runner-up to play Jon Snow? Or just name the other character on the show that he went on to play? Um, so so an, another character in Game of Thrones who was almost cast as Jon Snow. Can you, any chance you can guess who it would be? Uh, I've got nothing, Chris. The actor who was almost cast as Jon Snow was, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but Iwan Rayon. Yes, Ramsey Bolton. 
Can you picture him playing that part? It'd be weird, eh? Uh, I cannot, no. <laughs> Although I think Iwan Ryun and uh, Kit Harrington are both incredible actors, and uh, they're amazing in their roles, but they're not my favorite actor from Game of Thrones. Yancey, any guess who my favorite actor from Game of Thrones is? Uh, the little kid. No, Goffrey. no, it's none other than... <laughs> it's none other than... Peter Dinklage. It's a Dinklage. Uh, it's a Dinklage. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So uh, one of the greatest sitcoms of all time was, of course, Seinfeld. You know, it's available on DVD, totally binge worthy, even though everyone's seen every single episode ever made like a million times. But Yancey, Seinfeld debuted all the way back in 1989. You were just, you were but a baby at that point, right? But anyway, yep. when the show debuted, believe it or not, it wasn't called Seinfeld. Do you know the original title? of Seinfeld when it debuted back in the summer of 1989. Um, I have no clue, Chris. <laughs> it was called the Seinfeld Chronicles. Ew. Yeah, believe that or not. Wow, that's, okay. that's a pretty jarring I name. know, I, yeah. Hey, did you watch the Seinfeld Chronicles last night? Like, yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> okay, this show, Yancey, it's often considered to be extremely binge-worthy. It features two Canadians in major roles. Uh, so, and the thing is with this show, the cool thing with this was binge watching a season of this show would take you exactly 24 hours to accomplish. So what show would take you 24 hours to watch? A <laughs> 24. Season? There you go. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, and, oh, so here's one. Can you name the two Canadians that have uh, major roles on the show? Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, I think he might have been born in England, but his dad was Donald Sutherland. So we claim him as Canadian here. And any idea who the other one was? No idea. It's his daughter, Alicia Cuthbert. She used to do a public television show here. I thought it was Elijah. No, it's Alicia. Alicia Cuthbert. Um, She did a a show called Popular Mechanics for Kids. It was on public television. Like an also very show. beautiful, very oh, beautiful yeah, woman. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, that that show was actually pretty good. I remember it was really informative. Jay Baruchel also got his start on that show. You know, from Million Dollar Baby. Mm-hmm. And this is the end, that guy. Um, so you guys have public television in the United States. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, we'll get into that. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, you've mentioned many times that you love The Office. So I got some Office questions for you to round things out this week. So this should be Perfect. easy for you. Two Office questions. The first one, on the American version of the show, the company featured in the show was, of course, the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company, right? In the British, mm-hmm. in the British version of the show, though, what was the company featured on the show, Yancey? Oh, man. I've even watched like seven or eight of the episodes and I don't know. It's the Wernham Hog paper company. Okay, so here's another question about The Office for you. It's a little tough, but I mean, you say you love this show, so I'm really going to put you on the spot, okay? If okay. you if you were to binge watch the entire run of the American version of The Office, okay, after you got to the very, very end of the season finale, at the end of season nine, who delivers the final line of the show? It's Pam. <laughs> Good. And it's very beautiful. I a I bonus question: If you know what line she delivers, yeah, she talks about uh, there's beauty in very simple things. Oh, very. Yeah, she says there's a lot of beauty in ordinary things. Ordinary isn't things. isn't that kind of the point? Episode thirty three, three D movies, fun with Yancey. Yep, let's do it. Okay, so I got some easy questions for you this week. They're right in your wheelhouse. I'm going to start you with a super easy one. Yancey, we touched base on this a bit in the show tonight. Can you name the highest grossing 3D movie of all time? I'm going to say Avatar. Actually, it's not Avatar. There was a, there's a movie that's come out since Avatar that has passed it at the box office and it was also in 3D. In 3D? Yeah. Oh man, this is going to be really bad. Star Wars The Force Awakens. 
Oh, come on. If you want to give me five seconds. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And But the thing is, here's, here's the thing that I've got, young man, with your generation. The cost of 3D tickets is higher. Right. If you went to see Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and if somebody else went to see Star Wars, The Force Awakens in 3D, they pay more money. Right. Right. So, Correct. you know, it, it for me, it, it kind of screws with the box office. I mean, I know everybody wants to be the biggest and the best, but I think if you just kind of adjusted everything sort of for inflation or if you just looked at number of tickets sold. I can, that's, there's, there's a question for you. And so there's a trivia question. If you just went by the number of tickets sold only. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any idea what the number one movie of all time is? And I'll tell you uh, what, it ain't Avatar and it sure ain't Star Wars The Force Awakens because this movie sold twice as many tickets. Well, was it Empire? Nope. No, not even close. I don't know. You got to go way back. It's Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind has still sold more tickets than any other. Almost twice as many tickets as Star Wars The Force Awakens, believe it or not. Uh, okay. So uh, here's one for you. Okay, this is a 2005 3D movie, okay? Okay. This one's right in your wheelhouse, right? Uh, So this movie featured Kristen Davis, David Arquette, and George Lopez as the adults, and a very young Taylor Lautner as one of the kids. The movie was directed by Robert Rodriguez, and it totally bombed at the box office. Can you name the movie? Was this arachnophobia? No, it wasn't. Robert Rodriguez made this movie based on an idea that his kids had. Turn it into a movie. Then no, I have no idea. <laughs> Dude, it's the adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah, that's that's not a that's not right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's one for you. This 2010 comedy horror, okay, was a remake of a 1978 classic which is a personal favorite of mine, by the way, the, the 1978 classic, of course, which in itself, by the way, was a spoof of Jaws. So, Yancey, can you name the 2010 movie that featured lots of boobs and blood in eye-popping 3D <laughs> that was a remake of a 1978 movie? Is it Piranha? It is! Yes! <laughs> All right. Okay, so, so playing on that, one more question based on Piranha. Speaking of Piranha. What severed body part floated magically in 3D right off the screen and into people's faces in Piranha 3D? Yancey, can you name it? I cannot, but I'm just going to guess eyeball. No, no, Yancey, I'm sorry. That's not right. It was actually a disembodied floating penis. Oh, my, my, my. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Is this real? Uh, Absolutely. I wouldn't make this up. (laughs) I wouldn't make oh. it up. I wouldn't make it. George Takei doesn't let me make this stuff up. He loves it. Oh. So there you go. Oh so. <laughs> you go again. You think I'm just punking you this whole show, but I tell you what, I, go back I'm, and fact check me on this. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. Chris. Please do look it up. You're gonna see. I'm telling you right now. You know, before that, you actually look it up and like freak out on this show. I should probably sign off. But uh... episode 39, airplane movie review. Fun with Yancey. Okay, so Yancey, it's over to you. You can ask me questions since it's my movie. It's my generation's film. Throw some trivia at me and see how well I know this movie. All right. Um, um, So what is the name of the group of people who are asking for donations? Do you know the specific name? It was the Church of Religious Consciousness. 
religious consciousness. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the actress who actually played the jive lady who talked back jive to the two African-American gentlemen? Yeah, as I mentioned to you already, it was Barbara Billingsley. Yes. That's, this is what's so difficult about this, Chris. <laughs> you know all of this stuff. Like, I had like seven or eight questions written Wait, down, and you basically touched base on almost sorry. all of them during the show. Sorry, so. for, sorry for ruining that for you. Thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show. Music.